0: Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force.
1: I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest.
0: Let's peel back this onion.
1: Is that your intro? (laughs) Are you going to do an intro? (laughs)
0: Good
1: job clapping, you guys. (laughs) Hello. So now you can say...
0: (laughs) Welcome to True Crime Archives.
1: I thought we were saying welcome, archivists.
0: (laughs) Well, whatever. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, is what
1: you insisted I say.
0: Yeah, welcome back, archivists.
1: (laughs) Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Dad's first intro. (laughs)
0: crazy so uh, is it time for you to go yet
1: (laughs) you're so funny Mm -hmm. so funny anyway uh we are back today with another genetic genealogy in the books another case that we're gonna talk about kind of two cases it's like two in one two families get uh justice Mm -hmm. and resolution finally so I'm going to – we're, like I said, two victims. So I'm going to talk about the first one first, the first woman, and then we'll go into the second woman. So it'll be just
0: – Okay. just know
1: I'm starting with one. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned last week, we are in Colorado. Okay. <laughs> Again. Bobby oh. Joe Oberholzer, Ober- who mm-hmm. is 29 years old at the time of our story – Married her husband, Jeff, on July 1st, 1977, just four and a half years before her murder. They had even just had conversations in the days leading up to her going missing about starting a family. She was working as a receptionist at the time while Jeff was running an appliance repair business when she went missing. Which is January 6th, 1982. She left for work that morning at around 7.15 a.m. and hitchhiked. There's going to be a theme to the story. Colorado, 70s, hitchhiking.
0: Yep. All right. We've had some hitchhiking stuff before.
1: Everyone in Colorado in the 70s hitchhiked.
0: Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people hitchhiked in the 70s.
1: It's insane. Insanity. Then at about 6.20 p.m., she called her husband to let let him know that she was going to go out for some drinks with her co-workers after work. Mm -hmm. So Jeff started dinner when he got home and waited for her to come back home. Mm -hmm. It was just a normal night. He ended up falling asleep while he was waiting for her, and he woke up at around midnight, and she still hadn't come home. He still wasn't worried at this point, though, because he was like, well, you know, she's out with her friends. She's having a good time. She lost track of time. Not a big deal. He knew who she was with, so he wasn't super worried.
0: Can you imagine no cell phones in those days? So it was normal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, Give her some more time. It was normal. Nowadays, you'd be freaking out.
1: I was literally, as I was typing this, I was literally thinking about that. Uh, Brian, my husband and I, have Life360 together, and we've had each other on Life360 since, like, maybe a couple months into us dating, because it's just to see sa- it was just always a safety issue for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine hitchhiking and then like going out and not having any way to communicate. It's insane. Yeah. The the way that things have progressed in the last what is it 40 years? Mm-hmm. Insanity. Even though he wakes up and he's not worried, he goes back to sleep. She does not ever come home. She was last seen leaving a bar at between 7:30 and 7:50 multiple sources gave me those two different a couple different times so between 7:30 and 7:50 p.m. on January 6 is when she is seen leaving the bar so of course when he has noticed that she has not come home the next morning he tries to file a police report but what do you think they tell him
0: uh it's not uh, it needs to be like 48 hours or something
1: yep I'm surprised they didn't tell him. She's an adult. She's allowed to go missing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, they tell him that it's too early. So he goes home to wait for her after he drives around uh, the Breckenridge area. So again, I'm sorry. I don't think I mentioned this. We're in Breckenridge, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So he drives around the area where she would have been the night before. Does not find her. Now, January. So. This is January 7th now, right? The next morning, Mm -hmm. he tries to file the police report. A farmer who is living about 30 miles outside of Breckenridge found Bobby's driver's license on his land. Now, it's unclear of how he gets in touch with Jeff. I'm assuming through law enforcement, like he calls the police department. But he is able to somehow get in touch with Jeff and Jeff and two of his friends go down to pick up her license.
0: Because it's not a missing person still, Right. right?
1: Right, because they weren't able to while they're there
0: i mean i think at that point it's yeah uh, maybe not okay
1: well like the police hadn't let him file it so by i mean by this time they're probably going to let him yeah Uh, but while they're there they also end up spotting bobby's backpack and one of her gloves and a bunch of bloody tissues and one of her gloves the glove that they found had uh, what is it spatter or splatter spatter. Spatter. Okay, the article said that and I couldn't remember. <laughs> That's the one thing so you're have to So it? Yeah, it had blood on it? Yeah, had blood spatter on and the what and the tissues.
0: Tissue? Really? Bloody
1: bloody tissues along with the backpack in the snow. Now, keep in mind I said this is January 6th and 7th in Colorado. Yeah. It was -20 degrees this yes. day. Yes. Oh, uh, was there any and snow? There was snow, yeah, there was, there snow? was snow on the ground. Uh-huh. So they can
0: tell how Fresh with the footprints or anything like that? I'll get there. Okay. Hold
1: okay. on. All we found so far is the backpack. Well,
0: I'm doing the investigation in found. my head, so I want. <laughs> that's what I want to know.
1: All we found is the backpack and the tissues and the glove. So there's no footprints yet that they've mentioned. So a search is organized, and about two hours later, her body, Bobby's body, is found more than 15 miles from where her belongings were found. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, they're on. She's on a snow embankment, about twenty feet from a highway. She had been shot in the chest, and they found her laying on her back. So you asked about footprints. Mm-hmm. There were no footprints but her own by her body. That's crazy to me.
0: Were there t- tire tracks?
1: Nope. Not that they said. They said there was just there was nothing except her footprints. Well, she
0: she was dumb. So they were probably. able to
1: determine. Well, especially if she was found fifteen miles away from where her backpack and like license and the tissues yeah, were found. Yeah, that's probably yeah. where
0: they killed her. Because she there was shot in the chest. There would have been in blood che- in the
1: snow, though, wouldn't there uh, have been? Uh, depending have been how been much back, time. Could have been snow. back in the vehicle too, and then yeah. they
0: dumped her because she was shot in the chest, but she was found on her back, lying on her back. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah.
1: Now, plastic uh, cord ties were found around one of her wrists, and then there was a single orange sock found by her body. Her report. sock? A sock. A single orange sock found okay. by her body.
0: So there's a lot of evidence.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, the blood-stained tissues in the glove.
0: All right, so they got blood to send to the lab.
1: Yes, and later the glove would be tested and would be determined to have an unknown male DNA on it. The blood? Yeah, from the, t- uh, from okay. the glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is
0: 1982. So they, they can put, send some stuff yes. to the lab.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up real quick. Hold on.
0: No bullet casing.
1: So everything uh, there's a lot. I there I have a lot of sources for you guys, and most everything I read said no. Two articles I read said yes. So all
0: right, thirty miles from Brecken, Breckenridge, from where she was last seen, they found her license. Fifteen more miles from that, they found the backpack. No. The,
1: Thirty miles from, was it thirty miles? Did I say thirty miles?
0: Yeah, they found the license. You said the thirty miles.
1: And the backpack, and the, they were all together. Oh, they found yeah, all they, that. They together. They were all that together. Okay. Yeah, all, all right. that was together. All right. Yep. And then fifteen miles from that is where they find her body.
0: Her body. Okay. All right. Well, any more talk about the crime scene, or the, which wh- which one is the crime scene? What was the dump scene?
1: No, but I think it's okay. pretty obvious. Not right now in this moment. We'll, I, we'll, yeah. I, we'll get to that. Okay. That theory in a second.
0: All right. Now, just by big highways and stuff.
1: Yes. It's, I literally just said that. Did you guys hear me say that? Because <laughs> I said that. 30 miles, where is it? Now I have to go back through my thing.
0: I don't remember you talking about the highway.
1: I did. I don't remember. Two hours later, Bobby's body is found more than 15 miles from where her belongings were found that morning on a snow embankment 20 feet from a highway.
0: Okay. I said that. What, hi- what highway? <laughs> You
1: know no, I think I actually later in my notes, Well, yes. I'm just you know is it trans I think per- it was seventy you know, i seventy
0: is the cop you starting to to try to develop some sort of theory and what's going on, and you know all these miles, obviously somebody's driving and and you know, so,
1: yeah, and I will get I have a theory too okay. i want i'm 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 gonna ask you what your theory is gonna be after what I read all next, right. and then I'll read you right. their what their theory was. So on the same day, January 6th, so remember, Bobby's Bobby Joe's body is found on January Mm -hmm. 7th. So now I'm rewinding a little bit to January 6th, which is when she went missing. Okay. so January 6th, 1982, 22 year old Annette Schnee goes missing also. Now, she was she was last seen in Breckenridge also at around 4 p.m. talking to a dark haired woman. Okay. apparently they were involved in a very heated discussion. Unclear about what. About an hour later, around five, she leaves to hitchhike to work. Would not be seen again.
0: To hitchhike to work.
1: Yes. So it was the same thing. Remember, Bobby Joe was hitchhiking to work that morning. And then now Annette is doing the same thing. This was common for both of these women, as we're gonna find out in a second. Like you said, it was common for everyone in the seventies to hitchhike. Yeah, but but she both had of these the, women
0: um, Bobby Joe hadn't come home yet.
1: Right. But she, we know that she hitchhiked to work, and it was uh, she oh. on a daily basis that okay. she would hitchhike okay. to and uh, from work.
0: Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, they, but we know Bobby Joe got to work because she called her husband and said, "I'm going to go out tonight."
1: Yes, and so okay. we know, and remember, she was last seen leaving the bar, so we know she got to the bar and she was out drinking with her coworkers. All right, so. So Annette.
0: Annette was t- was this t- dark haired woman? Where was that at?
1: In Breckenridge, in town. It was okay, just in town. So somewhere. were you still
0: in the morning? Going to work or?
1: Uh no, so she's seen talking to the woman at four p.m. You guys comment on Instagram or Twitter or something because I've said that I repeated that no, already. No, no, you said right. You said I that. I said she was talking said, at four p.m. And then
0: you said she hitchhiked to work. That's
1: at five. It, an hour later at five. Um, a sequence of events. So she was last seen uh, in Breckenridge so at four p.m.
0: So she works at night. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. All right. All right. I,
1: did I not? Say, please, someone comment <laughs> and tell me I'm not crazy.
0: Okay, so she works at night. You didn't say that. I,
1: an hour later, she leaves I, for work at look, 5 p.m.
0: I got to help peel this onion back. I got to make sure our listeners know what's going on. They want, they're want they listening to me. They're counting on they're me listening. for the details. You, but you don't listen to the details. <laughs> We're going on over okay. a year now. All right. Actually,
1: my entire life. That <laughs> <laughs> you don't okay. listen to me. All right. So anyway... <laughs> She's leaving to hitchhike to work at 5 p.m. That is the last time she is seen. Oh, I, com- I don't
0: think you said 5 p.m. last I time. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, when go you ahead.
1: go back and edit this, <laughs> I, you, I better get a call with <laughs> an <Okay, laughs> apology. Go. All
0: right, so she's leaving to hitchhike. But she was last seen a dark-haired woman.
1: Yes, having a uh, pretty heated discussion okay. about something is what they All said. Right. Um, I just wanted to say a little bit more about her because I really couldn't find much about Annette. She was described as being funny and a happy-go-lucky girl with dreams to become a flight attendant. So that's what her family has recently said about her. Like I said, she's never seen again after she is seen hitchhiking to or from work. It's unclear on if she made it to work. I don't think she did. Now, six months later, her body was found on July 3rd, 1982, 20 miles south of Breckenridge. She was found in rural Park County, Colorado, in a rural isolated mountain valley area.
0: How many miles? 25? Twenty
1: 20 uh, south of Breckenridge. Okay. 20 miles south of Breckenridge. She was found face down in a small stream. Her, she was fully clothed, but her clothes were in disarray. Mm-hmm. And again, I mentioned that on January 6th, it had been negative 20 degrees. Uh, so this weather actually, it be, and her being in the water, preserved her body for an autopsy. For mm-hmm. six months. So she, she was well preserved. To be able to then go through an autopsy. She had been shot once. No bullets were found. Possibly by a 38 or a 357 millimeter handgun. And her cause of death was due to loss of blood from the gunshot wound to the back. Which is the same what they were able to determine from Bobby Joe. That she mm-hmm. died from loss of blood to the gunshots that she received. Now. I'm going to back up again six months back to January 6th and 7th when both of these women go missing. So obviously, after they find Bobby Joe's body, they're speaking to her husband, Jeff. And when they realize that Annette has also gone missing from the get go, they think that these two cases are related. Right. Mm -hmm. So they ask Jeff if he knew Annette Schnee. And originally he tells them, no, he doesn't know her. Now, a few days later, he sees her photo in the newspapers, and he remembers he gave her a ride to work one night.
0: So he picked her up hitchhiking.
1: Yes. That's why I said, we'll find out in a second how, <laughs> how common it was. So he goes back to the police, and he says, hey, actually, yeah, she was hitchhiking to work what, uh, like a few weeks ago or whenever, and I did recently give her a ride. And when I dropped her off, I gave her my business card.
0: Uh, you, you can see how the police think yes. he's covering because he realized he gave her his business card.
1: Yes. And when they find her body, okay, she, Annette Schnee, is wearing the matching orange sock that, to the the one sock that they found with Bobby Joe. Remember I mentioned there was an orange sock found by Bobby mm-hmm. Joe's body. Annette Schnee is wearing the other one. They're described as like booty socks. Now, The socks were actually hers, Annette's. She was abducted and murdered first before Bobby Joe. Yeah, and then they picked up
0: Bobby Joe because 5 p.m., Annette was uh, last seen, 7.30, 7.50. So they grabbed her, too, Mm -hmm. and then they dumped, whatever happened in between, Mm -hmm. but they dumped Bobby Joe first. One sock got kicked off.
1: Yeah, so they don't believe that they were to, the women were ever together. It was like one after another. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course Jeff's business card is found in Annette's wallet.
0: That's not good for him. No, he's going to be sitting in the hot seat.
1: Yes. So what? So finish your theory. Was that all? To your th- so they. Picked A- at up, first, I was thinking.
0: Theory. At first, I was thinking, nah, this isn't related because they're in two different locations that the body's dumped, and how could that happen, right? But now you said so, and I wrote down five p.m. Annette was last seen, and then seven thirty to seven fifty, Bobby Joe was last seen. But it's a sock. It's a sock that places Annette at the same place that Bobby Joe was at. That's there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. That pla- That's evidence. That that's direct evidence. It places her back at, at that where where Bobby Joe's body was found, or the backpack and everything.
1: Yeah, it places them it, yeah, together. it places
0: right, places mm-hmm. them together. So, just by that timeline, somebody somebody grabbed Annette mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whatever motivation, probably killed her and then at the same time identified and grabbed Bobby Joe and, and and they ended up in the same vehicle getting dumped in two different places to kind of throw the police off.
1: Yep. So that is
0: I mean, I don't know what the motive would have been. They, they one was at a bar and one was mm. in a heated argument Ooh, with with another woman.
1: I'll show you their pictures in a second. Yeah. They look Look-alike. very similar to one another. Yeah, so yes.
0: Someone was attracted to that type of person, probably. Okay.
1: So that is indeed basically uh exactly almost what their theory is. So they put this whole thing together. Obviously, they see her, she leaves at five PM. So when she's leaving to hitchhike, the killer picks her up and drives her 20 miles south of Breckenridge, which is where she is found. And he takes her down that short dead-end road and sexually assaults her and then kills her. Or, uh, I'm sorry, she he sexually assaults her first. And while she is getting dressed, she apparently doesn't put back on. She's, like, getting dressed fast, you know, and she puts on one, like, long sock and then her sock. Yeah. Couldn't find the other one or whatever. And then she escapes and she runs away and he shoots her in the back and so that is why that orange sock is with her and then he drives back down to Breckenridge and finds Bobby Joe Oberholzer and picks her up and drives her 10 miles south of Breckenridge to the scenic overlook where he attempts to rape her as well but she escapes from the vehicle and the booty falls out and that is how it gets oh, with her. And so he they weren't together. No, that's what I'm saying. They weren't together. Yeah, okay,
0: no, but so then well that's just as good. Then what it, it places a suspect. That's so this is yeah. their theory. This yeah. is their working theory, right? Yeah. This is
1: what they have come up with. Yeah. So both women escaped, tried to escape essentially, and that's how the orange booties kind of get all over yeah, the place. Yeah, so uh,
0: right. Uh, so either what I said or the fact that then then his then the suspect vehicle was in the same location yeah Mm -hmm. okay
1: jeff goes on to say that he doesn't believe that his wife would have gotten in a vehicle with anyone that she didn't know so he thinks that it was someone that she knew yeah um he says you know with hitchhiking she definitely would have gotten in like there's no way someone would have convinced her to go somewhere else well wait a
0: minute what hitchhiking you get in with strangers though right so i didn't
1: understand that either (laughs) obviously right now he is immediately a suspect because what are the what i mean honestly though what are the odds that mm-hmm. this other woman that he happened to give his business card to is yeah. murdered and abducted on the same night. And,
0: and you know, the police what are the, odds? the police probably already knew that when they asked him that. So he shows back up at the police department and says, Oh, you know what? I was thinking about it. Well, I saw the picture he saw of her. her. Saw her yeah. I saw the picture of her and I gave her I gave her my business card. So because it's possible, he went back and said, Oh, shit, they probably have. He saw her on TV and realized what was going on. Oh, they have her, her wallet and everything, mm-hmm. they have her purse, or whatever. And they have my business card. I better come up with a uh, an explanation as to why she has my business card. So run right down there. That's what the police are thinking.
1: Yep. And actually, before Annette's body is found around March, he goes in. So the police were already suspicious of him anyway, Uh Um, especially because Annette still we knew Annette was missing, and they from the minute it happened, they thought that it was connected. Mm -hmm. So in March, they asked Jeff to come in for a polygraph, and he went in. He passed a polygraph. Now again that just means what cuz we can't use that's a lead yeah. it,
0: it it it's very suggestive uh, like uh, yeah it's very suggestive that he's telling the truth right
1: have we ever have you guys ever been able to use that in
0: no you can't you it's can't. never ever that, been that's admissible. between the lawyers if somebody if they bring if the defense brings it up you can attack it and that kind of stuff vice mm-hmm. versa or something like that but it's it's just it's a tool right mm-hmm. so when i use the polygraph it's cuz i have pretty good evidence and, and it's funny, my friends with the polygraph examiners, they come in, and if you have a relationship with the polygraph examiner, they they do the polygraph, and then they step out, and they tell you, hey, he's shown deception, or and because it's usually a he. Mm-hmm. And then I would always go back in there with the polygraph examiner and start the interrogation, you know?
1: Interesting. Yeah. So with them while they're hooked up. The
0: same thing. If you're a truthful person, if you're telling the truth and you didn't do anything— you're not going to let that ruse bother you. I don't care what the polygraph said. I I didn't do it, right? Right. But, but you go back in there and you say, hey, I think you did. I think I did all right. Well, you didn't. Yeah. You, you didn't. It's showing that you're lying. So listen, here's what I think happened. Here's <laughs> what I think happened. I think you were just out and about. It's not like you're a serial killer, you mm-hmm. know? Or maybe you are. Did you kill two people? The or just, minimizing, or just, maximizing. Yeah. Did thing. you kill five people? or Did you kill one people? Which which uh, one person? Which which? One? You know, anyways, you get it. You get the point. Get am giving away secrets. Cops will hate me. But yeah, yeah. So that's, that's just all it is. how it's you illegal. parent too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like as you're
1: talking. I'm like, okay, things are coming well, out during this I podcast. To, I used
0: to go home and I, <laughs> I'd say to you, I'd say, hey, how was school? You oh. like, you like good? And I'd be like. Hey, listen, Hannah. Can I tell mom, it? You mom, gonna... already no, mom already told me what happened in school today. Mom already told me what happened at school today, so why don't you tell me what happened? You'd be like, nothing happened. And I, I'd try that a lot.
1: You, one time, I, I won't ever get over this, and you had to have told me that you don't remember. Real quick story for you guys. Uh so obviously dad was I'm a military child dad was in the military growing up and we lived overseas and when you turn 10 I think now it's 13 to be honest you get a military ID 11
0: I thought it was 11 It
1: was 10 oh, when we, when okay. we were in Okinawa cuz I got it, I remember my 10th birthday So most of my friends if you guys are listening were not allowed to actually their parents never let them hold their IDs on their person but you guys I guess just like instilled fear in me mm-hmm. and like let me <laughs> Because it's a big thing. Like, you can't lose this ID. It's a military ID that gets you on a military installation and gets you access to everything. So at 10 years old, like, you cannot lose this thing. And there was one time I was in middle school that I guess I left my wallet in the gym. (laughs) And you came home that night and you you did that same thing. You said, how was school? Did you I don't even remember, but you, you were interrogating me that same way. Is there anything you need to tell me <laughs> what happened? You were do I already know. Mm. And you just pulled out my wallet. And I, I honestly had no idea how
0: <laughs> you would have gotten my wallet. <laughs>
1: And I don't even think you told me that I left it in the office and uh, in, in the gym. You just magically had it and you did your who am I? What do I work for? Who do I work for?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I d- I've asked you recently and you said you don't. I'm like, why were you even at the <laughs> school? How did you get my wallet? <laughs> because my gym teacher told me that I left it in there.
0: Yeah, it was healthy you growing up. Well, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, now
1: I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, okay, this is making sense. You just used all your tactics on me.
0: Okay. I was so um,
1: terrified though. All right, back on track. Okay, sorry, that was a little side note because he as he was talking I was having flashbacks.
0: right, so he passed the polygraph. Yeah,
1: so he passes the polygraph. Now his So are they liking him
0: for both these murders? Yeah, yeah, they
1: think yeah, they they feel pretty strongly that he's involved with both of these. Now his alibi, here let me tell you (laughs) let me see what you think about his alibi. At the time of both murders, so when Annette goes missing and is murdered, and when his wife goes missing and is murdered, he had a friend over visiting. However, he's unable to provide his friend for three years. And then in December of 1990, his friend kind of just shows up. But he gives different times for when he was visiting Jeff that day.
0: What, what 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 do you mean he just showed up at three years?
1: Jeff was unable to produce.
0: Was Jeff in jail or something? Or no, it, it
1: just it kept saying he was unable to provide that witness, that friend. So he I don't give, know. They didn't
0: give him his name? He didn't give him his name? I guess I don't not. understand that. That's, so then, all of a sudden,
1: yeah. in December of 1990, the friend surfaces and talks to the police and says, "Yeah, I was over visiting," but he gives him different conflicting times. Now,
0: I wonder if he was in jail and he they, they, he didn't want anybody. Friend, to, yeah, he didn't want anybody to know he had a friend in jail because that would just add to his misery I mean,
1: this seems more suspicious though might yeah, as well just be honest yeah, and tell them right. he's in jail right uh but i will say that like it's been three years i mean do you remember three years ago visiting a friend exactly what times you were over so i'm not mad about that but yeah what what do you think about that that is a little suspicious right that you can't produce the alibi for three years no that's
0: that oh god yeah you, you're trying to interview the guy and he's bringing this guy well wait a minute what do you what so you with a friend? Okay, what's the friend's name? Uh, I can't. I can't tell you. What? Yeah, what do you seen... mean you can't tell me? Okay, you're lying. You weren't with anybody. That's right. that's when you're going to get the heat turned up on you, if justifiably so. I mean, right? So are we going to go stick up for this guy and defend his rights, and, and say the police are mean to him, and and he's telling them I I was with a friend and I can't tell you the friend was. Come on. Can't produce him. I in Can't some produce ways, him. what he that's, says. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, it's uh, safe to say um, I've been
0: like, well, then you don't have an alibi.
1: Right. So, safe to say though that from 70 what what year is this? From I mean, 82 to 2022, he's been he's been on their minds this entire time. He has been under suspicion this but entire every, time.
0: Every time they go to pull up the cold case box, they're like, "I beat past the polygraph. Um, what else is going on here?" You know. Yep. So, his wife is murdered, and then somebody he picked up hitchhiking was murdered. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: For two years, law enforcement uh, detectives run down leads uh, for both women, and nothing. Nothing cold for two years, so yeah. it goes cold. Now, former Denver detective, right.
0: <laughs> and they have. Okay, so this is in the early '80s, so nothing at the lab yet.
1: Right. Not. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing okay. yet. But we have. I mean, there is. The DNA evidence from the glove found yeah, with blood. Bobby Joe, right? Yeah.
0: Well, that's going to be her blood.
1: No, remember I said they—they they are able to pull a male DNA, an unknown oh, male, okay, yeah, from the glove later on. Okay, good. Uh, and then the booty that matches at b- w- at both,
0: yeah,
1: uh, scenes. So a former de- Denver detective Charlie McCormick started working with the police as a private investigator hired by Annette's family. I was mm-hmm. telling you about him earlier. Uh, he has worked on this case the entire this entire time. He is 81 years old right now. 81, 82. Because mm-hmm. this uh, was resolved last year. So he's about just to be about 82. Now, ironically, he had actually moved to Breckenridge in 1976 to retire Because he was burnt out from all of the murder cases he had been working on in his career. And he just couldn't do murder anymore. So he moved to Breckenridge to retire and relax. And then something about this double murder just piqued his interest so much he had to get involved. Uh, So he only charged Annette's family $1 a year for his service. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then later on, he would end up, about 10 years later, he would end up volunteering uh, for the DA's task force In this case They set up a task force Now During this time All this time That they were investigating He says that there were About two to three Serial killers In Montana and Idaho That they spent A lot of time Looking into Apparently they They spent time And resources Going to Montana and Idaho Traveling well, out there Why To look there? into these Two to three se- There was There were There were a few Serial killers out there Oh so just Close by thought, So yeah, Okay That they thought Could have been involved He even goes on to say that at one point the investigation took him overseas. So I'm assuming probably someone like in the military or something.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, from Colorado, quite a bit of military members have been the ones. Veterans have been the ones.
1: February of 2020, Park County, Colorado Sheriff's Cold Case Task Force, along with Metro Denver Crime Stoppers.
0: Oh, we talked about them.
1: Retained United Data Connect.
0: Yeah. United Data Cl- Oh, yeah. Mitch Morrissey. That's mm-hmm. that's our friend there.
1: To sequence a DNA sample and conduct investigative genetic genealogy analysis. Uh, this is coming straight from the website, the United Data Connect website mm-hmm. description. They went through 12,000 members of the same family tree. hmm so, a pretty extensive um, family tree again that they had to go through. How many? Twelve thousand members of the same family. I read wow. two articles that said twelve thousand. Holy that, crap! Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. So
0: wha- they're going through the profiles.
1: Uh, on the uh, family tree. So this is them putting the family tree together.
0: Wow, that's th- hopefully they have like databases that help them with that, and you know, big data.
1: I hope that's correct. I read two articles that said twelve thousand. Yeah, that's just. And I made sure I checked where the comma was. It wasn't twelve hundred. It was twelve thousand.
0: But twelve thousand though, that's like a a, that's a lot of years too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, remember we had one that went back to the uh, Plymouth Plymouth and coming over on the was the Mayflower. Yeah. So then in January of twenty twenty, through this long, long process of genetic genealogy and the going through the family tree they identify Alan Lee Phillips as a suspect who was 30 years old at the time in 1982. They found out he was a retired mechanic, father of three living, still living in the Dumont area, which is very close to Breckenridge, which is basically the same area just behind a popular rest stop off of I-70. Yep. Now, not only that, here's the interesting part. Okay. Of that. So now again, remember he's the suspect. So they have to, what they're running down this lead.
0: Yeah, so they so they have the DNA specifically specifically to him then. Or uh,
1: his name was brought up, what, so now they have what, to do their back research, remember?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, now yeah, they have to figure right, out they, his they name to, was. So they have to see what's the likelihood of this guy being the guy. Okay.
1: So he was living in the area. He had been living in the area still. Now, on the night of January sixth, 1982, a local sheriff by the name of Harold E. Bray was on a United fi- flight flying over the mountains when he happened to look out the window and noticed an SOS signal with lights. He told the crew on the flight, he told the captain, they told the captain, and they were able to call rescue down below and alerted them that someone was go- putting off an SOS signal with uh, either headlights or a flight. I think yeah. it was headlights. Mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's you know what that is, dot, 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 dash, yeah. dash. So, you know, fast the planes flying. Yeah. So to be able to see that, just one series mm-hmm. of
1: that. And a police, his local sheriff just happened to be looking out the window at the same time, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. how crazy is that? So Dave Montoya uh, is the responder to this call. He was a fire chief for Clear Creek County in 1982. Now, this is all happening just before midnight on January 20, uh, January 20, January 6th. OK, so just before uh-huh. midnight. Yep. Phillips, Alan Lee Phillips, was driving his truck and had gotten stuck on Guanella Pass. Now, remember, I said it was negative 20 degrees that night. Yeah. It had also been snowing pretty heavily as well. Mm-hmm. So when Montoya arrives, Phillips says, oh, God, I'm saved. Phillips tells him that he had gotten drunk and decided to drive home and thought going over the pass was a good idea. But also, yeah, let's admit to a fire chief that I drove drunk.
0: It's better than admitting to murdering someone.
1: In the moment, yeah, I guess. So Montoya remembers Phillips had a pretty big bruise on one side of his face. Uh, But Phillips Phillips explains this away as that he had gotten out of his truck to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and he slammed his face into the corner of his truck being blinded by the snow on his way back into the truck. Okay. I, would a bruise show up that fast, I mean, though? I don't know. That's, that's a crazy <laughs> I thought of that explanation. I was that.
0: That's a crazy explanation. It might be yeah. just, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. What,
0: oh, uh, what I understand, saying, like, how did they come across this information, this witness? How did they, When did they determine the sheriff remembered this? I'm
1: getting there. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not done with the story yet. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, now where am I at? Because you messed me up. Okay, both men worked at the local mine, so Montoya had actually recognized Phillips. Guanella Pass was not actually very far at all from where both Annette and Bobby's bodies were found. So he literally had been on his way after murdering Bobby Joe and leaving her where she was found. By the way, where he was living, where I mentioned just off of I-70, yep. uh, when he was arrested, was just 20 miles from Guanella Pass. So he mm-hmm. stayed in the area. Mm-hmm. He still lived in this area. When the DNA is, it comes out as him. Right. They obviously do a month of surveillance and they collect DNA from um, him to test. And it comes back as a match and he is arrested in a planned traffic stop and taken without I- incident. Okay. Now, when his face, what,
0: what, what? Oh, you. What did you say about the DNA? You mean, but they have him as a um, as a potential.
1: Right. So they surveil him for about a month and collect DNA, All right. collect I, I'm, things Let's from him. back
0: up. Let's back up. When did they get the story about the sheriff saying... I'm re- about to
1: say it. Oh I'm my about gosh. to say it. He's arrested and his face is seen on TV. If you would let me finish talking. Oh,
0: so I, well, I'm trying to follow chronologically here. Okay. So... You're going back and forth. So yeah, sorry. I'm going you told back told that now. story, but now let's go back yes. to... Uh, sorry, now I'm going to, back. So they have his name, so they... We
1: surveil him for a month.
0: So and, and they decided he lived in the area. They figured out that he lived in the area and everything. And they surveilled him for a month to get his DNA? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So they collect DNA from him and they test it. and How'd it does they come collect back. it? That they cop, didn't say. Copy cop. <laughs> Probably, or a cigarette. Yeah. He looks like he, yeah. sm- he would smoke. Yeah. So they, it comes back as a match. So they plan a traffic stop to arrest him and he mm-hmm. is taken without incident.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, right.
1: when this is put in the news and his mugshot is plastered everywhere, uh, what did I say his name was? Dave Montoya he says, sees hey, this. Hey, I
0: recognize the guy. Yeah. How many years later?
1: 82 uh, to 2021.
0: 20 yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, 39 years, 39?
1: Hannah. Oh, I was, I was off by eight.
0: 39 years, this uh-huh. cop goes, oh, I recognize that guy. Yeah. I saw him 39 years ago up at the pass.
1: Also, I'll post the pictures. I don't think currently he looks like he did 39 years ago. Yeah, I'm, so th-
0: I'm suspect of that. But. I
1: don't think I would look at his face and be like, oh, yeah, that's the same dude, you know? But but now, granted, both of these men worked in the coal mine together, remember? and they he knew who he was and they were from the same town so was oh, possible he, he knew he's the guy personally then uh, the not cop. super close but he know the, the Dave Montoya is the fire chief who was oh, the, the fire first chief, who was yeah. the responder yeah to the call
0: but he he knows him personally
1: not super personally not close they worked in the same like coal mine together as a fire chief okay. and then right. he Mon, Phillips was so the so he feels pretty
0: confident hey uh, that's the guy i saw back i mean they probably said You know, the article probably said, or the news probably said, oh, 39 years ago, uh, this location, and he probably said, oh, my God. You know, like, there was a few things that helped him piece it together, probably.
1: Right, and so then obviously him and then Harold, the local sheriff who was on the flight that saw the SOS signal, obviously they both see this and they're like, oh, wait, that was the night that this incident happened with him, and so they come forward and tell their story. And that is just another, honestly, I think, story to corroborate the sequence of events that night especially with him having a bruise on his face
0: yep all right cool because we
1: know that both women were able to escape a little bit and mm-hmm. try and get away so
0: all right so they arrest him.
1: yes he is taken without incident he's charged with two counts of first degree kidnapping two counts of first degree assault and two counts of first degree homicide
0: do we ever get the story from him
1: No, his preliminary hearing was September 2021. And just a few days later, a judge did order him to trial. So a judge was like, yeah, you're going to go to trial for this. And then that was the last I was able to find.
0: So we don't know if he confessed and and told the story of how he did it. More than
1: likely, I'm assuming he's going to plead innocence. Because his his defense is is arguing. I did read that his defense is arguing the uh, DNA in this case. So
0: sure yeah did they illegally get his DNA
1: yeah they're they're arguing the genetic genealogy of course yeah, of course of like course. we're gonna see in everything however yep. this is in Colorado where we know how many oh, they have a how pretty many, good track yeah right, right?
0: you know at the federal level the state local level yeah
1: <laughs> well with genetic genealogy in general yeah, yeah, how many of yeah, these? At all have, levels yeah yeah yep So, and you you know, United United Connect Connect is involved. And and
0: Crime Stoppers. Yeah, they get, they, this is.
1: Uh, They're not going to be able to argue the DNA and DNA, but they they are. They have a tough time, right? Okay. Right. So, I'll keep an eye out for this, but I, I went through like three pages, couldn't find anything that was recent. All of the recent posts were from last year. So, I'll keep an eye out for this one, but. Awesome. And the important part is that. Bobby Joe's husband, Jeff, was cleared of all Jesus, suspicion after all those years. Yes, it was. I mean, that was just some bad luck. The I mean, again, the mm-hmm. odds. What are the odds of that? It
0: doesn't sound like they harassed him too much. They just always thought he was because he passed that polygraph, so they probably eased up on him. But the suspicion was always around him, you know.
1: Yeah, and this one of the sources I have is was unsolved. What is this website? Unsolved mysteries unsolved mysteries it's the mm-hmm. same show um and this you can have a conversation on the each like blog post and a lot of like going through uh see one person said why did jeff's friend take so long to alibi him yeah i don't, so I many don't links get back that to jeff. yeah
0: that that i'd be pissed at that friend or whatever
1: yeah but a lot of these did say you know jeff did not commit either murder A lot of people were saying, uh, hey, you know, this is why it's important to not get blinders and do your hot. Oh, uh, this one said so many share of the husband's guilt in this thread. So I was wrong. Yeah. And opinions like this ruin the name of another victim. This is from D on uh, Unsolved Mysteries. But yeah, as I was reading through, a lot of people were saying the same thing. Like, thankfully, Jeff is now cleared and he can properly mourn because when this happens like yeah. how do you properly mourn Yeah, and
0: everybody's looking at you when you walk through yeah. town everybody's looking at you and, and you, you never feel right yeah
1: and the families how like yeah. did the family turn on him did they not it's awful so i'm glad that they were able to find yeah the killer
0: awesome all right we're back yeah. on the genetic genealogy
1: i have quite a few of i'm ignoring you I have quite a few of sources for this one for you guys to look at. So I'll have uh, all of those posted as well to find all of that information and any updates that I'm able to find on this case. It will be on True Crime Archives podcast on Instagram and we're on TC Archives Pod on Twitter. At this point, we have well over 55 episodes for you to binge and download wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, all of the I don't even there's so many of them. Yeah, we're on
0: it. We're everywhere now.
1: Yep. You can go ahead and give us a five star review on Apple if you're enjoying listening to us. That just helps get us heard, get the message out, what we're trying to do in these conversations. And I think that was it. Yeah, cool. Is that anything? Good anything deal. Anything else? And yeah. we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye.